Every company has breakdowns in their revenue process. Sure thing deals slip into next quarter, competitors creep in and swipe deals away at the last minute, and deals getting single threaded that don't get to power. These are just a few examples of revenue leak, but there are a ton more, and they're preventing your team from reaching their sales targets. That's why I'm such a big fan of Clary's revenue platform. It's the only tool that actually helps leaders take control of their revenue and thrive through any market conditions, especially when things get tough. You can't afford to miss a single detail, but you also can't be leading by gut. Clary combines the science and the art of sales and sales leadership. So go to Clary.com if you want to answer the most important question in your business. Are you going to meet, beat, or miss on revenue? Welcome to the Live Better, Sell Better podcast with your host, Kevin Dorsey of Inside Sales Excellence, the number one Patreon group and YouTube channel for tech sellers and tech sales leaders, where we dive in deep for tactical advice on how to book more meetings, close more deals faster, and lead sales teams to success. But we don't stop there. We also focus on the person in salesperson. We talk about mindset, goals, time management, and so much more. So thank you for listening. And if you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash inside sales excellence. Now with that, grab a notepad, get ready, and let's dive into the good stuff. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Live Better, Sell Better podcast. This is your host, Kevin Dorsey, a.k.a. KD. And today we're going to be talking about how do we become unstoppable? How can we light that fire internally that allows us to push through challenges instead of folding? That allows us to chase our dreams and goals as opposed to putting them on the shelf and letting other people go after them instead. Because if we think about it, and the whole premise of this podcast, Live Better, Sell Better, is this idea that if we can light that fire internally, then the external results take care of themselves. Which is why I'm so, so excited to have Gail Casper on the show today, two time, <laughs> two time TEDx speaker. She's been on that stage. She's written two books, including Selling Like a Cockatoo, which if we have time, we got to get into today because I just have so many questions. But she's going to be talking about how to light that fire, how to become unstoppable, how to set and achieve groundbreaking goals. And I cannot wait to dive in. Gail, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I have been looking forward to this all week. So I'm so psyched about it. When I read the bio and what you do, and I listened to some of those podcasts and the changes that you're making with people, like I couldn't wait to be here. So thank you for having me. Well, this is why people tune in too, because we like to get into it. We like to go right into kind of this idea, right? So I asked you like the topic, right? You were like, well, we can talk about sales, but you know, I've got this other thing that I work on and I talk about, about being unstoppable and like logic and emotion. And so before we dive into that, talk to me about like how you've gotten to this place, right? Of like kind of your journey to this place of like, yeah, there's selling, but there's also, you know, if we take care of this inner work. So talk about how you've gotten here and we'll start breaking down how other people can do it as well. 
And it's interesting because uh, the idea of finding my fire in the book Unstoppable came from my past. Because up until the time I was 30, I lived very stuck. I was working for other people. I didn't know which direction I was going. I didn't even know what I wanted to be. In college, I wanted to be a newscaster, but I dropped out of college because it got tough. And I figured, let me try something else. And then the more you try when you're going down the wrong path, you realize that, okay, I don't know what I want to do. So I ended up as a secretary helping other people find their dreams and eventually was so unhappy where I was, you know, went back to college, ended up in an organization. They pushed me to, you know, finish my degree because they said, if you want to be promoted, you got to finish your degree, which was great because they had put me into management and I was a bad manager meaning I was focused more on the task than the people. And I took leadership courses, which led me to understand and fall in love with my people. And when that happened, I took those skill sets, attended a seminar where I saw a motivational speaker and I said, oh my God, that's what I want to do because I've been on my feet before. Um, and this other piece of the puzzle of leadership and helping people achieve, it all fell under that same umbrella. So that led me to that space. And when I started working in a training organization, I started cold calling companies because they said, Gail, if you want to be on your feet, you got to sell the, the training program. Mm -hmm. So I came across a company called America's TV Job Network, which was a TV show. So when we talk about that cyclical place where you end up really where you're supposed to be, I ended up talking to the TV show about training. They said, Gail, you know, we're not looking for training. We're a TV show and we're looking for hosts for our show. And I ended up sitting on their doorstep for three months till they hired me. So that was the beginning of a lot of television appearances, becoming the host of Philly Vision and Furry Vision, which I've been doing even now um, for the past 15 years and has led me to have my own television show and be, you know, across the country doing, you know, network affiliates with my works and my books and my training programs and all of that. So everything just really evolved from there. But Unstoppable was the essence, the systematic attitude development technique, logic versus emotion that pushed me to take action, meaning you don't have time nor effort nor energy in your life to really sit back and just be afraid. If you want something, you don't want to look back and say, geez, I wish I would have done it. Even for those big clients in sales, you and I both know that you, you've got to take those risks. You, you got to put emotion aside and just go after something when you really want it. So that, that's kind of it in a nutshell. And I know you could probably on your end, being a great host, take that in a million different directions. But oh, we're about to. We are about to because you used one of my favorite words. So like um, one of my favorite books, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talks one of the, the quotes he had in there. I mean, it's stuck with me ever since he said, winners and losers have the same goals. Winners just have better systems and skills. And you use the word sister. Everyone has the same goals. No one wakes up and goes, I want to make less money this year. I want to be less happy this year. Right? Like everyone sets very similar goals. But the difference between people that accomplish and don't is they focus on systems and skills. And you just mentioned there's a system behind becoming unstoppable. There's a system that you can yes. follow. So start to break that down around like, what is that system? What are those steps to become unstoppable because oftentimes right you know like i'm not much on social media other than linkedin but you know you get all the raw raw quotes on instagram and tiktok and all the you know, yeah. Rah, yeah, yeah and all this like, fine great let's get tactical here so let's talk about what are these yeah. steps to becoming unstoppable what is that system 
that you're talking about. And it starts with, you had mentioned this in the very beginning, but finding that fire, what, what mm-hmm. is that passion? Um, I didn't know what mine was. The way to find your fire is to explore. It's to take classes. It's to look at what you're good at, what you enjoy doing, and then to follow through on other courses and programs and network and meet people and find, is there a place from the ground up that I can kind of get my foot in the door somewhere? But it's uncovering what's the fire what's what's so important so passionate to you that you know you'd rather risk and fail than not do it that's what real fire is and sometimes i compare that to a relationship you know you meet this person that you think is the person of your dreams and you just you got to you got to be with them and you have to figure that out it's the same with our own fire and our own passion in life you want to be in a spot that you're taking the steps the action steps to figure out what that is versus just sit on the sidelines like I had done. I mean, I was younger, much younger at the time, but I sat on the sidelines and just kind of hoped life would figure itself out for me. It doesn't do that for you. Life doesn't just step in and say, here you go. You know, you've got to kind of step out into the world for the world to step into your space. So first, the first things first, figure out what is your fire? What do you want in your life? Mm-hmm. And break down that acronym because we were chatting about it before we hit record, right? So like, I love me a good acronym. I love a good acronym. So oh, I'm you the turn- queen of acronyms. Oh, so so we might spend a whole hour on just acronyms, but break down fire because I think the way that you've you know, kind of put that together is important. So when you say finding that fire, what is that acronym? It is your ferociously important reason to exist. That thing that you have to do. Like I said, the, the, the result of failing is worse than if you went after it and it just didn't go your way. So not mm-hmm. doing it is worse than that. You'd rather fail. And sometimes in life, you and I both know you start in one direction and you're like, eh, it's not as exciting as I thought. I want to take it in a different course. But you can't ever do that unless you start to change the direction of your mm-hmm. life or get out there and do something. And I like that you called out the idea of like, you know, call it like dabbling to find your fire like where it's like you got to try different things right this idea that we all just wake up and know what our purpose is like oh i this like you have to try different things you might find out what it actually is but i have a question on this right it's like how how do you know it's your fire versus like call it like passion or lust right where it's like it's just like the new shiny objects you're like oh that's what i want to do and then you see right. a different shiny object over here. It's like, well, you know, that's what I want to do. Right, how do you, right. how right. do you know it's like a purpose of fire mm-hmm. versus like shiny object syndrome of like, there's always something prettier that oh, I better. can like. Yeah. I, I can relate this as an entrepreneur because when I started my company, uh, you, you're by yourself, you know, you're trying to figure out how you're going to make money. So I did my sales program and the organization loved it. And they would turn around and say, well, Gail, do you have something on customer service? And so then I'm switching gears to that. And then I'm switching gears to just kind of fill holes to bring in that income. And then I had mentors that said to me, well, Gail, you got to figure out where you have to focus. And no one was really able to give me that plan. Like, okay, how do you figure out where, which direction to go? And, and it's not always, not always about where you're producing the most revenue. So Mm -hmm. it's not about that almighty buck, which is a lot of times our driving force. Um, So when I refer to this in Unstoppable in the book, what are your strengths? 
What are your strengths? What is the commonality of the things that you like? So I use my platform as an example. When I look at sales, my uh, where I excel is in elevating the value of people in their presentation, their presentation, their product, who they are, elevating value. Now, if I transfer that to public speaking, because communications is what my organization is all about, it's that same thing. How do you come across as a powerful presenter? And the third piece of the puzzle that's part of my communications organization is elevating the presence of you in front of the camera. So I could break somebody down, even if they had the worst skills and the worst habits and build them up to be those people, whether it's the great salesperson or the public speaker or the on-camera presence. But it involved figuring out what is it I do well? What's the commonality of all those things? And what do I love? What I chose, those three pieces of elevating value are the things that I love. So those are the things that drive my fire. And I would ask somebody else to sit back and say, okay, I've got these strengths. These are the things I'm really good at. These are the things I love to do. Now, how do I pull those together to move toward my own fire? I love that. Okay. So I think that's important because I think people get confused often. They confuse excitement for, you know, a purpose. It's like, oh, that's exciting, right? The amount of people, and you made it happen. The amount of people that like go to a seminar and they see the person on the stage and like, that's what I want to do. Like 70% of the crowd sometimes leaves like, I want to become that. It's just because they were excited. It wasn't actually their passion or purpose or their fire yet. So, okay. I love this. Let's keep going down this path. So first step, What's your fire, right? Your ferociously important reason to exist. Once I've kind of think I have that, what mm-hmm. comes next? Because you mentioned like that, that, that F word, right? Fear. And yes. fear holds people back. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. I know my fire. Now what? How do I start taking steps towards it? And I always take people into the process slowly. So when I mentioned to you, like, what are your strengths? What are the people, what are people telling you that you are good at? Not just what you know to be good, but what are people recognizing in you? Often we take for granted who we are. We don't really stop and say, man, I'm a great host. You know, I got this down. I ask good questions. We don't really stop and think about it. We do it. It's when people that are credible identify those things in us that we're like, oh, wow, I really do got to go in there. And then from that point, it's the educational portion on top of that, meaning that you have to continue to get educated. You can't just sit, you know, and think, okay, I'm there. I got it. I'm done. So it's the strengths and the continuous education that fall into play there. from that point forward, yes, we're looking at fear and, you know, maybe taking a bigger step or uncovering a bigger goal that moves us in that direction. So I would say, who is the steel team that surrounds you? Mm. Who is the steel team? In other words, you may have people in your life and you think that they're taking you there and they are not. And I know people that are like this. You know, they have certain people that are surrounding them that don't carry strong values. They just seem to have an easier or quicker path. And it's really not. It's all an illusion. You know, you think that, wow, I'm going to get to what I want or this person's going to help me, but they're really not. So you have to really evaluate who's your steel team. Who are the people that you kind of can keep as friends, but they're a different kind of friend. Who are the people you want to bring on board? And I refer to them as family, which is friends, associates, instructor, I'm allowing you to write these down. Mentor, instructor, instructor, and then you. You are part of that process. Wait, what was the L? 
Uh, oh, a loved one. There we go. I was like, wait a, a minute. A loved one. <laughs> we we so had fam- family. There we go. I was like, okay, I'm with you, but we kind of skipped. Well, I like that. Friends, associates, mentors, instructors, loved ones, you, right? Yes. And then also break down, um, you call it a STEEL team. Is there a, is there a meaning behind that? There, there isn't an acronym, which I know is what you're looking for here. No acronym there. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's just powerful. It's powerful, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's something that you have evaluated. You did not sit on the sidelines and just say, hey, you know, I'm just going to talk to Jack about this. You really thought it out. Who are these people that I have to have in my life to help me get to these goals? And by the way, you should know that just because they're involved in one goal doesn't mean they're going to be involved in every goal. You Mm -hmm. might need a different mentor depending on what that goal is. Um, one of the, one of the podcasts that I had done the other day, they were talking about an organization that, you know, was hesitating and was afraid to move forward, um, in this one specific avenue, in this one specific industry, because they needed the revenue in multiple industries. And, you know, you have to, on your end, have that right force around you. And what they were missing, one of those things was sales. Meaning Uh all your people have to become salespeople and go out and find that business so that it can build the way that you want it to. So you don't have to fall on, well, I've got five industries instead of one main focus. So it can change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, it's, he actually just gave a workshop on, on goal setting. And one of those was like, then the accountability part of like who you surround yourself with. Are you surrounding yourself with people that like want you to achieve your goals? Are you surrounding yourself with people that like your goals scare them where they're going to pull you back down. They don't want you to achieve it because then it makes them look worse or bad. And who you surround yourself is just beyond important. And I love how much you, you've mentioned it earlier, courses, programs, reading, mentors, right? A lot of like self-education in this process, I think is key. So, okay, let's keep going. I've got my fire. I've been dabbling. I was like, Ooh, I've got my fire. (laughs) Now I know my steel team, right? Friends, associates, mentors, instructors, loved ones like you, then what? Right. So I'm building my team. I know my fire. I know where I'm trying to go. Now what? Now we've got to start to take steps. What are the tasks that are involved in achieving that goal? And it's one of the things that I love, and it's so basic, writing things down. You know, even the idea of writing something down makes it logical, not emotional. It it makes it more real just because you put it on paper. It makes it easier to take the steps just because you wrote it down. So to identify what are the tasks that you need to do to work toward that goal and to achieve that goal. And if I were to look at that on a, let's take it on a day-by-day basis, same thing. Let's put down the tasks on a sheet of paper that if you accomplish them would produce the greatest positive results in your life. (laughs) I've got my goals right in front of me and I have what I call my three by threes. Teach my teams and teach my orgs, right? What are the three things daily, weekly, and monthly, that if I do, aka those tasks will give me the best chance at achieving that goal. Now they are, they're right here in front of me every day. Like these are my goals, these are my three by threes. So I love this. So keep going. So these tasks, right? Now I'm gonna yeah. flip the question though. How do you prevent task overwhelm? Because I think this is actually where a lot of people get stuck, right? Is that they set this goal and they're like, all right, here's all the things I need to do. And they write yeah. it all out and they create this yeah. epic like plan. And then it's like, whoa. 
It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Right. And, and, and there's no doubt if we got to take it in pieces. Number one, when I look mm-hmm. at daily tasks for people, I look at what are the top three things on that list? If you did them, like we talked about would produce the greatest positive results in your life. And that's just on a day. So meaning that you might have, you know, 50 things that are running under it, but it's those top three that are going to help you move forward. And what are the segments of that goal that need to occur? You know, if you're moving toward losing weight, if that's a big focus for you, then it is about, okay, do I need a trainer? Do I need to do it on my own? Am I going to have a buddy system? Like, What is my initial step that's going to help me get there? And then what is the day-to-day plan that I'm going to follow? Is it just three days a week? It's almost like you said, am I going to do it like seven days a week? Well, I probably won't do it seven days a week. And then I'm just going to feel like I didn't accomplish my goal and I'm going to stop. But to really like break it down to to just choose and pick what you can do during that time. Be reasonable with yourself. Got it. I love that. And so then, so then how, I guess, how do you ensure what systems back to that word do you set up to make task completion regular? Because I think a lot of people, right, they get to this point and they, you know, they write out all the things, but then they wake up the next day and they don't do them, right? Or they get slides away. Like, how do you stay consistent? How do you feel that discipline? And, you know, it's, uh, I felt that the other day, you know, like here I am moving toward these, I've got all these things that are going on. I'm like, like I'm, I'm, I'm reaching, I'm pushing and, and I'm being knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked. And, knocked. and I mean, we've all been there before, but yes, that was my other day. And you just feel like, you know, what's the point? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it. And that's when uh, what I have found to be useful and with people that I coach as well is for them to step outside of the circle and do something different. Change up the game, mm. change up the scenario. It's almost like if cold calling is your thing in sales and then you decide, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to go network. I'm going to go to a networking event now. Let me see what I can make happen there. Um, because we all have that big fish in sales that we want to capture. And it takes time and effort and we feel overwhelmed in that process. And we feel like, what's the point? I'm not getting anywhere. But go after other opportunities while you're building that big fish. It's always expanding the circle, doing something different. Because for me, it's like sometimes I would just go to the gym and work out. Let me get myself back on track. That didn't even work that day. You know, I had to step completely out of my circle, make a phone call to a a resource that, you know, I said, ah, let me give it a shot. And it ended up working out. So step out of the circle to get yourself back on track with your, your fire, because it's not going to be easy. And, and today in different generations and, and commitment and working hard and you know where I'm going with this. There's no easy. It doesn't just come your way. It doesn't happen. And if you're lucky enough to fall in the money, well, okay, so you're lucky, but that doesn't mean you're going to achieve your goals because you could just fall on the money. And that doesn't mean that anything's going to happen. You've got to be prepared to work hard. So mm-hmm. it's don't just think that, OK, I'm going to roll into this and it's going to happen. I, I have not seen that happen. Not in my life. Not in my life. No. And it, it's so true. And I do think in a lot of ways, you know, social media and all these things have contributed to it is we see everybody's end result. We don't see everybody's grind. Like, you know, we see someone like you It's like, man, she's got two books. She's a TEDx speaker. She's been on TV. Like, I want that, too. And we don't see the grind. We don't see all yeah. the things you had to do to get there. And it creates this misconception of like, you know, can you achieve anything in life? I do believe that you can, but not without taking the steps. 
to get there. Yes, and going that's exactly through right. Those things, right, and coming yep. through it. I like how you brought it back to this idea of the fire, remembering why you're doing it. But I feel like you got more. Let's keep going. What else? Yeah, what yeah. else? On well, I, I want to make a little note on your uh, social media thing because I get people constantly that look at my social media page and they think that, oh wow, you know, she's doing modeling shoots and she's doing fitness shots and she, you know, she's she's off, you know, having a grand old time. <laughs> And meanwhile, like I'm behind the scenes, really like up early, working till late, uh, reading through my book eight times because the publisher needs that, you know, figuring out what marketing strategies are going to work. So a lot of them don't work. You're trying to figure out the one that does. But people do see the social media and they think like life's just happening. Oh, yeah, she's sailing. It's going. So. Yeah, doesn't work that way. Doesn't no, work no, 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 no. It is, but it does. It throws people off and when things get hard. So actually, let's talk about that because you were dabbling on a little bit, right? Like when things get hard, right? How do you get back on track? And you were touching on a little bit, but I just, I think this is important because this yep. is where people then get stuck is like, they'll, they'll be on fire for two to three weeks, right? Things are going, <laughs> right? The, Things are happening is good. And then they, there's that day where they wake up yeah. and it's not there or they get that first rejection or they get that first setback or something they'd hoped for. There's something you mentioned right before we started recording and it's kind of been weaved throughout this is the idea of like logic and emotion. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's like, what I'm going to take you right now. That's exactly perfect. right. Yeah. Uh, because that is an emotional response. Mm -hmm. and, and when you're moving toward a goal and you hit that roadblock and that failure, or you hit multiple failures or all that's all emotional. And then all of a sudden we get gun shy and we don't want to make more calls because we think, okay, that's just not going to work. So we stop and we're in a place of crisis. It's almost like if you lost your job and you just don't know what to do and you feel so defeated about yourself. So the way to get back to logic is to get back to that list. What is it, that one small step? I don't care how small it is that you can take, roll out of bed, you know, mm -hmm. take a walk. Um, maybe it's not make another phone call right away because, the, you know, the last several calls you made went nowhere. So maybe it's not jumping into that pond, but it is doing something toward that goal. Is it is it writing an email out? It, whatever it is, is it calling for support, for help? Oh, my God. The worst thing that we can do to ourselves is be stuck in our own heads with the information that we already know that we keep trying that isn't getting us out of it. So we only know what we know. If you don't know more than that, you're just going to stay in your stuff and you're not going to move. So the idea of calling, who's that part of your steel family that you can say, look, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what's going on. And they're going to say, hey, that's normal. You got it. Just, you know, you know, you're you're on the right track. Keep going. Uh, one of the things that I have learned in the development of my company is that as you are building, you are bringing in outside people to work with you and support you. And a lot of times, you know, you're just getting yourself started. So you're pulling these people in. You don't know if they're going to work or not. You're doing it in the best budget that you can. And what you find out is that you are dragging them along. So, but what you're learning is that, a lot of those people aren't going to make it with you to the top. But, and you feel like you want to jump off a freaking cliff because you're, you're like done. I am dragging so many people. I cannot drag another person another time. So you want to jump. But what I've learned is that is part of the growth process. So when you can tell yourself that, 
You don't have to say, okay, this isn't, I'm done. I'm finished. I'm over. You can say, this is part of the process. I got to fall down. I got to take some hits. I got to get emotional. And then I can go back to my list and get logical and start to follow those things one by one. And if I need to ask for help along the way, I'm going to get that outside help. Yeah. And that's just a huge one, y'all. I Y'all should go back and replay what she just said, because the amount of times we just don't ask for help. Like we don't ask for help. I was, I had dinner last night with one of my former like directors that reported to me and, you know, going through some tough times right now has been a part of, of a layoff and walking through things that he can do and, you know, showing him how to like do some things. He's like, man, like, you know, get yeah, like, can you help me with this? And I was like, you know, I will, but you always make me chase you down to help you. Uh read like be pro you know i will help you but you make me work to help you ask for help it can change your entire life and this obviously applies way more than just sales and we'll just we'll jump on this box real quick y'all if you are struggling with anything your relationship your health your mindset addiction anything Ask for help. There are so many people that are willing to, and it's when we try to go about this alone that we are our own worst enemy because we're not leaning on other people to get us there. Yeah, we're counting on our own information that has kept us in the hole. You know, that's that's you know, um, one of the the big points. If I had to summarize, unstoppable is to say to others that I was so busy uh, living stuck and living for other people that I ended up in an abusive relationship. And that was my kind of, you know, I hit bottom at that point. And Mm -hmm. I did go in and talk to a therapist who was talking to me about my life. Um, And she was saying, well, you know, you've been working all the time. You're not doing anything. You don't even, like, I didn't know there was a world out there. And for me to even take a step to go out, to spend some time being out at night was a big deal. It was a major thing. So to me, it was like emotional. Like, I'd, like I'd rather just stay in. It's safer for me inside. Uh, but if I can do that, if I can take those steps, like whatever the step is, anybody can. Um, mm-hmm. Because you're, you feel worse about you if you're not moving. You will feel better about you when you talk to somebody and you then take some action. Let yourself be vulnerable. Be honest with yourself. You know, be truthful with you because that's going to get you to your goal quicker than if you're just trying to figure it out on your own or get through those bad times on your own. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and you nailed one there, right? You said like moving and like, I think the best definition of burnout I've heard is like burnout comes from lack of progress. When you're making progress, you don't burn out. Mm-hmm. Burnout comes from when you're stuck and you yep. feel like you're still giving all of this same effort but no longer making progress. You're no longer moving towards something and taking those small steps, whether that's just going out for a dinner or that's having a call with a friend or that's that one lap around the block where you see God like that. I have to remind myself that I'll be in this office 10, 12 hours and not move. It's like, no, get up, walk to the corner and back. Just like little things 
to, to go through it. So, okay. So as we start to get to, to the end here, right, I do want to ask at least one question on selling like a cockatoo, just because I'm beyond curious. But let's wrap up on this idea of unstoppable. We've talked about our fire. We've talked about, you know, setting up our family, building our steel team. We've talked about taking the task, getting steps, right? And doing the small things each and every day. What, how do we wrap on this of being unstoppable? What would be like that last tip or point? And to me, that last super point is asking for help along the way. It is. But what I don't want to minimize in this process is the idea of what is that list? What are the steps? When you feel emotional, forget forget about it. Erase it from your brain. And if you need to just get off topic, watch, turn on the television set, talk to somebody real quick. I don't care what it is that jolts you. You want a jolt that says, okay, forget that and get back to that list. Mm -hmm. You can do that. And we can do that for ourselves. We don't just have to count on someone else to do that for us, but you need that jolt to get you back on track. So whatever that is, go for it. Because um, unstoppable and the systematic attitude development technique, you know, if you see it most when it comes to crisis situations, like the fire department, the police, uh, there's a hostage situation, like nobody can afford, and I hate to go that extreme, but nobody can afford in those situations to be emotional. Mm-hmm. Somebody's shot and they're bleeding. Uh, nobody can afford to be emotional and we can't afford to be emotional with what is most important in our lives. So get back to logic. Understand that you can work the process just as a fireman or a policeman or anyone else can learn what they need to do. So can we and we can take charge of our lives. Love it. I absolutely love it. So with you, I get to flip the last question, right? So normally, right, the last question I ask is, right, you know, live better, sell better. I have this weird idea. If we take better care of ourselves, the sales will improve. We just spent 30 minutes on live better. So I get to flip the question for you, which is what would your sell better advice be? Right. We just spent 30 minutes on how to live better and people actually took these steps. Their sales would improve. But you also are a sales expert. You also have written this book right on how to sell like a cockatoo. So let's wrap with this. What would your sell better advice be? What does it mean to sell like a cockatoo? Selling like a cockatoo, because I took the uh, the elements of a cockatoo, how they love attention, which we know salespeople like, <laughs> and how they're loud, which we know that they are, and how they build 60-year relationships. And in today's world, we're dealing with a high-level amount of technology. I just did an article for entrepreneur.com um, just on the billions of dollars that's spent online, yet how do we increase what's going on in our storefronts? But Mm -hmm. what we want to do on our end to sell like a cockatoo is elevate that presentation. So where we don't want to take the time and the effort to learn the product as though it were built, learn the product like you are the designer yourself. Be in a Mm. position with that customer that even if they come in with, hey, I did all the research, I know what the costs are, I've taught, you know, I know the competition, that you know so much that they can't shut you off and they don't want to. Because that's where the sale is made, the trust is built, and the relationship comes together. I love it. I absolutely love it. This has been like a mini micro masterclass. Yeah, this was phenomenal. Where can people find more of you? Where can Thank where you. Are you putting out content? Where can they get your books? Like tell people where to get more Gail Casper in their lives because clearly they need it. How can they find you? 
um, real simple, gailcasper.com and Casper's with a K. So it's G-A-I-L-K-A-S-P-E-R.com. And you'll find everything there. Links to social media, books, everything, classes, all, all my works. Love it. Well, Gail, thank you so much for the time, the energy, the engagement, the insights today. I hope everyone listening finds their fire, right? And starts to get after it, that ferociously important reason to exist. I appreciate you, Gail. This was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Hell yeah. Love it.